Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we're going to talk to Jill Clark, a management analyst with the county's disability services planning and development. Now, she works in a number of capacities to eliminate the everyday barriers that people with disabilities often encounter in the community. And she's here to tell us about a series of public forums that the Disability Services Board is hosting throughout the county. But first, let's learn a little bit about Jill, if we can. She grew up in Rhode Island, and uh, to escape the long winters, she headed south to attend George Mason University, earned a degree in government and international politics, as well as a master's in public policy. And usually on these introductions, we tell you about our guest interests and hobbies, but Jill says she doesn't have any at the moment because all of her spree Free, spare free time is spent keeping up with her very rambunctious toddler, and I can, I remember those days. So I, I can, I can emphasize, em, empathize, or whatever that word is. I understand. <laughs> so anyway, Jill, thanks for being with us and keeping busy with with work and the young one, huh? Yes, I should say that my hobbies really are learning. I've now relearned all of the dinosaurs and <laughs> I've, you know trucks. You right, know, I, right. I know the distinction between all the different construction trucks. So I guess those are my hobbies oh, and interests wow. right now. Okay. <laughs> how, how old is the little one? 18 months. 18 months. Well, definitely got your hands full. Got your hands full at work, too. A lot to talk about with uh, with uh, disability community and, and the forums coming up that we want to talk about. But first, uh, the county's disability services planning and development. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is, what it does? Sure. And we know that title is a mouthful, yeah. but we are um, part of the Department of Family Services, okay. and uh, we are a small department. There is four of us on staff, and uh, we're unique in the fact that we don't provide direct services like a lot of our uh, counterparts in the uh, Department of Family Services, but we do a lot of uh, our focus is more on uh, system-wide uh, change and transformation. So we do a lot of work with various county agencies on um, how to make uh, their programs and services more accessible to our community. We um, consult uh, with private businesses about, um, you know, they'll call us about um, how to accommodate their customers with disabilities. We do a lot of trainings and outreach, and we also work one-on-one with uh, people who call us who are experiencing either discrimination or just need additional help with advocacy, trying to work on um, a barrier they are facing. The top three barriers um, that we see mm-hmm. um, from our community um, is housing, employment, and transportation. So uh, we we work to empower our customers who contact us on um, you know whether they're trying to work with a landlord on making their apartment more accessible or they're having some challenges with their um, employer right, right. trying to accommodate um, you know a different work schedule or trying to get a reasonable accommodation. So we do a variety of different things. Well, I mean, uh, housing, employment, transportation. I mean that that kind of. That kind of covers just about everything. I mean, absolutely, and 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 they're all connected. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? Um, you talk about working with county agencies as well as businesses. Can can you talk a little bit more about maybe first with the county agencies? What would you do with a county agency 
Uh, is there things that you like assess the the program, the physical space? I mean, and, and make recommendations. Kind of talk about that, and then I want to get to the business side. Sure. So with our county agencies, we do a variety of things. We've been invited. Staff um, have been invited to uh, come to different county facilities to. Um, give input about how to make their building space more uh, accessible. Okay. Um, and then we've also, we'll do trainings for staff on um, good, providing good customer service to mm. people with disabilities and um, what their rights and responsibilities okay. are okay. under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Okay. And kind of the same thing with the business community if they, yes. if they reach out to right, you? Right, right. A very similar, um, a lot, you know, a lot of times we, we get calls just about, you know, they want to make sure that they are in compliance. So, mm. you know, they'll ask us, you know, do I have enough parking spaces in my oh, shopping center or interesting. something interesting. like that? I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> so is that, and that, that's a free service that the county yes. provides? Mm -hmm. Okay. To, to any business, all they got to do is call? Absolutely. Yep. People just can contact our, um, we have a, a main intake line that mm. people can call. Um, the phone number is 703 324 5421. Okay. And we also pr uh, pu publish a variety of different resources on our website where um, everything is organized by subject area. So there's hmm. a section on everything from transportation to housing, um, assistive technology, um, healthcare. So I encourage people to also go to our website, which is www.fairfaxcounty.gov slash DFS slash disabilities. Okay. All right. So, uh, again, I'm going to throw that telephone number out there, and we'll, we'll throw it out at the end as well. But 703-324-5421, and then on the website, fairfaxcounty.gov slash DFS slash disabilities. So good sources of information there. Are you finding that a lot of residents or businesses aren't aware that this resource is there? We, we do our best to get out to the community. We do a lot of outreach events as well. Yeah. So, you know, we're always trying to get the, the word out. Yeah. Um, but um, Sounds yep. like a huge service that's yeah being provided. Yep. So we're always happy to help anyone who, yeah. who, who needs our assistance. Okay. Um, is it possible to kind of look back at the county, kind of like the, the history, if we will, like disability and disability rights? I mean, kind of kind of where it's come from? Does that make sense? Sure. So um, the Fairfax County is, as a local government, is um, has obligations under the Americans with Disabilities Act, which is the federal civil rights law that was passed in uh, July of 1990. So mm. uh, we celebrated its 25th anniversary last July. Oh, yeah. And um, so there's um, different... Um, parts of the law. There's there's one that is just for um, imp, imp, focus on employment and so uh, what employers, um, their responsibilities, and then there's one part for state and local governments where Fairfax County falls under. And so that part is to ensure that people with disabilities not only can uh, access our buildings because of physical access, mm -hmm. but also that we're making our programs accessible. So mm. providing alternate formats, providing um, accommodations like sign language interpreters so oh, people okay. can take okay. our classes and um, attend meetings. Um, so we provide a variety of different accommodations. And um, we also, um, my department staffs the Fairfax Area Disability Services Board, which is um, a, a local advisory board um, 
that is appointed by uh, their local elected officials. So in Fairfax County, the Board of Supervisors, okay. and then we also have the, the cities of Fairfax and Falls Church have okay. representatives as well. And they uh, were founded back in 1992, and they work on... Um, representing people with physical and sensory disabilities. So they uh, work on a variety of issues and, um, you know, trying to make sure that government services are accessible, but also mm. uh, looking at the community at large right. and trying to improve right. services and, and just um, making sure that our community is accessible and mm. inclusive for mm. everyone. What What have you seen in your time here? I mean, is it is it kind of been a transformation, a transition? Is it just kind of this is what the law is and we do it? I mean, what? Sure. Well, I think it's important for people to keep in mind that with the Americans with Disabilities Act that the regulations in that law are the minimum. So, mm, you know, okay. we always tell when we advise people, we always say, you know, here's what's required by the law. But, you know, when you think of a lot of things, you doing the bare minimum, you know, it's sufficient as far right. as meeting your obligations. Right, right. But, Really, when you when you're trying to provide that great customer service and and be open and accessible, that uh, doing the the bare minimum of the law isn't always the um, not necessarily always the right thing to do. Exactly. So, and and one of the big things that we encounter is not just you know there are a lot of physical accessibility barriers in hmm. the community, whether it's sidewalks that just abruptly end oh, yeah. um, or, um, you know, bus stops that are not accessible or, you know, getting into a building that there's not an accessible entrance. But we also still to this day, there's a lot of attitudinal barriers hmm. um, for people with disabilities. Um, we see we see that with employment, that there's a lot of um, misconceptions or just um, assumptions made um, about uh, people with disabilities' ability to perform the work, right, and so right. so that's a big challenge as well. Not just making our physical structures accessible, but really trying to change right. the culture and, and uh, perception. Well, and that's interesting because when you're when you're mentioning ADA and accessibility, that's the kind of the first thing that came to my mind was the the physical barriers. But there's there's more than just the physical barriers, you said. Absolutely. And, and you know, the disability uh, rights, as we, when we look at it from a historical perspective, has moved from the focus of more of a medical model of disability where uh, disabilities are looked at as a medical condition and, you know, trying to cure it or mm. trying to, um, you know, fix it with with different things to moving on to the, the modern philosophy of disability, uh, which is that, Really, it's if we, in an ideal world, if the community was accessible and inclusive, that it w it doesn't matter if you have a disability because mm. it, you won't have those um, barriers to you know going to a, a movie theater right. um, or you know getting into um, an apartment building. Mm. Um, so we're um, you know that's right. one of the biggest challenges is um, trying to educate the community about that. Yeah. We're on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast talking with Jill Clark of the county's Disability Services Planning and Development. And earlier you talked about the kind of the top three barriers that Disability service, Services uh, Planning and Development deals with, and which they all sound huge, housing, employment, and transportation. Uh, is, is there one of those three areas that's maybe more prevalent and or second part uh, tougher to deal with? I would say that housing um, is probably one of the most challenging. I mean, they all are, yeah, they, yeah. and they all have their, um, you know, own nuances. But, you know, the challenge with housing is just, you know, in our area, 
housing is so expensive right. um, in Northern Virginia, and <sighs> it, it, the subsidized housing programs um, have massive waiting lists. In fact, um, many times the counties. Um, housing programs, the waiting lists are even closed oh, to wow. new to new people, and so it's it's a it's a huge challenge to find affordable housing if you're living on a fixed income mm-hmm. um, or you know not making a livable wage to enable you to right. rent in the private or own in the private market. So that's a, a huge challenge, and then also um, accessibility. We're, what we're seeing a trend in not just with the disability community, but with the older adult population as they age, is people want to stay in their homes mm-hmm. instead of kind mm-hmm. of you know. When we think back, um, not even too long ago, where people would, you know, be in their home, and then th- when they reach a certain age, they would uh, sell and move to a retirement community yeah, or, or yeah. a nursing home if, if that's where their needs were. But we're seeing a trend that people want to age in place, mm. and so the challenge is um, it's it's more it's it's a lot d- more difficult and expensive to to retrofit. A right, home. right, right. Especially you think of Fairfax County. There's a lot of townhomes. Um, which have two or three levels, so uh, that that yeah. can be a, a, a huge challenge. Um, so, um, one of the things you know, trying to um, educate people on is, um, and our department has an has a an initiative called um, the Building for All Committee, which um, promotes universal design for housing. That okay. if we build, if we construct houses, um, that people can get into zero step entryways, wider hallways, mm-hmm. um, you know. D- uh, door handles that are levers instead of knobs to make it easier to yeah, turn, really that people can age, a bedroom on the main level, that people can age in place. And I think that's a that's big priority and a growing trend yeah, we're seeing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've, I've got a basement and an upstairs, so there's two flights of stairs mm-hmm. and just the simple st- one step drop downs that you talked about. I hadn't really thought about it, but, you know, there's a step into the study. There's a step into the dining room. You know, it's like, a lot of mobility issues there that I may have to deal with. <laughs> Absolutely, and and we always say that you know with with um, you know nationwide about twenty percent of the population have a disability, but hmm. most people will will um, experience the disability at one stage in their life, whether you acquire one through illness or accident or as you age. Even though a lot of older adults don't identify as being a person with a disability, um, they you know probably meet the definition just because of their um, the effects of aging sure, with sure. their mobility and vision right. loss and hearing loss. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to get back to, you, you touched on it earlier, is the Disability Services Board. So talk to me a little bit more about the the board and, and what that does, especially as relates to the county agency of the Disability Services Planning and Development. Sure. So uh, the Disability Services Board, um, so there's 15 representatives on the board. They're volunteers and they're individuals with disabilities and family members um, and they meet um, at the Fairfax County Government Center on uh, the second Monday of the month at 7 p.m. and they um, they take on different issues um, and, and advocate for you know increased funding for uh, services and programs in the county that um, serve people with disabilities they um, you know identify barriers uh, for instance there was um, one of our members um, identified an issue that at one point in our uh, government center conference area, there wasn't um, visual fire alarms. And there was a meeting um, that took place of participants who were deaf and the fire alarm went off in the government center building and everyone evacuated except 
uh, the participants had no idea this was going on. And so the Disability Services Board, this is an example of what they'll take action on. They, um, they work to ensure that there were visual fire alarms. So now at the conference, in the conference rooms, mm-hmm. there's a flashing strobe light when the yeah. fire alarm okay. goes off. Okay. And so, you know, like I said, they meet at 7 p.m. on Mondays at the Government Center. And we know that that's really, in, even though they have public comment at the beginning of every meeting. So anyone from the public who wants to mm. come in and address the board and share their experiences or a problem that they gotcha. want the board to take on, we know that it's it can be a barrier getting out here um, in the evening. Traffic is horrible. And um, so the purpose of the community forums that we're doing is to, we're, we're going around to different places in the county during different times of day, we're doing uh, you know mornings, afternoons, and evenings. We're doing weekdays, weekends, um, gotcha. because we really want to try to you know get out to the community and ensure that that the Disability Services Board really wants mm-hmm. to make sure that the work that they're doing and the priorities they set accurately reflect gotcha. the true right, needs of the right. community. And that's that's where I was going to was the community forum. So that's a, that's something that the the Disability Services Board is putting on. Yes, so okay. they they they're sponsoring the forums and it they um we have a variety of uh, forums throughout the month of June. Okay. Um and um so what we're inviting people to do is is come and share their experiences, the problems and barriers they faced, and um, their recommendations and okay. ideas. And what the Disability Services Board will be doing with that information is once all the forums are completed, is they are going to be developing an action plan based on the mm-hmm. responses that we, they received at these forums. And um, they, they really want to make um, make sure that everyone's included, people who wouldn't traditionally have a voice at public meetings because of transportation barriers getting out to places. So we're bringing um, the forums to the people. And in in addition to the public forums that we're holding, we're also uh, partnering with a lot of our um, community-based organizations that uh, provide services to people with disabilities. And so we're going um, out to them um, and and meeting with their participants because um, that way... um, we, we know that, you know, again, transportation is a huge barrier for people, and we want to, so if they're already meeting every day at a, a, right. at, at, um, a program, then we'll just um, go to that program. E- to easier get to get some of the board or however many people from the board to this one mass group exactly. instead of the vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're trying to reach all age groups and, um, you know, from s- students in high school all the way through to um the older adult population, mm-hmm. so the whole um, the, the whole, whole gamut, yeah. Yes. So uh, a lot of um, opportunities, I guess, during the month of June to to provide feedback. H- how would how would someone f- find out where these events are if there's one near them? Do they have to register? Is there a cost? Kind of <laughs> sure. Well, um, the forums are uh, free to everyone, and uh, registration um, is people can register in advance by calling our. Um, our main line. Okay, um, that was the three two four five four two one number. Yes. Okay. Or um, and then on our website, um, there is on the on the home page of our web of our web page, um, there is a link that has the listing of all the forums. Oh, okay. And so and people can register uh, by sending an email as well. Okay. But we encourage people, you know, if if you didn't register ahead of time, can still show up. Please come. Okay. Uh, we still want to hear. Okay. 
your feedback. And our our next forum uh, will take place on Monday, June 6th at the um, Chantilly Library from 6 to 8 p.m. Okay. That will be our next one. Okay. So throughout the month of June, and you say go to the main main web pages at fairfaxcounty.gov slash DFS? Slash disabilities. Slash disabilities. Okay. So the information there. So 703-324-5421 or fairfaxcounty.gov slash DFS slash disabilities. Okay. We are uh, almost out of time, Jill. Uh, Interesting topic. A lot of stuff going on. Community forums in June, but year-round activity dealing with housing, employment, and transportation issues. Is there a, a parting piece of information, guidance, anything that you would like to, to share before we wrap it up? Sure. I just want to encourage um, individuals with disabilities, family members, uh, caregivers to, um, you know, share your, uh, we want your voice to be heard. So please come to one of our forums or um, if not, you know, you can always call us at any time and get information or um, we'll take advice. And we also, we have uh, committees on um, housing, transportation, and employment that Mm. we invite the public to participate on. And so if if, uh, someone wants to get involved more um, on a specific topic area Mm -hmm. like that, uh, they can call our uh, phone number and we'll connect them to that committee. Okay. And folks can call, as as you said, if they can't get to a meeting or come to the meeting. But I'm assuming that they can also come with positive experiences as well. Exactly. In (laughs) fact, I'm an optimist by nature. So I always, uh, um, we always start off with the first, um, you know, sharing what works. Right. We like to always, I mean, what we find so far is that people there's a lot more discussion around what's sure, not working, sure. which, which is understandable sure. human nature. But but we always like to start off because there are things that are working and there are great programs that not only does the county provide, but a lot of our community partners um, mm-hmm. in the um, in the community are doing great work yeah. um, for um, helping people with disabilities live independent lives in the community. So mm-hmm. um, but I encourage anyone to uh, contact us by uh, our phone or check out our website for more information yeah. about our services okay. and information. Awesome. Good information. Thanks for, for being with us. I know there's some more questions and stuff I want to talk about, but unfortunately we're out of time. So thanks, Jill. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. My pleasure. Going to do it for this edition of the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. Want to thank you for listening. You can find out more about the forums, again, as well as disability services and resources at fairfaxcounty.gov DFS slash disabilities or by telephone 703-324-5421. The TTY number is 703-449-1186. And to find uh, information about counties, older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities, you can call 703-324-7948, TTY 711, Monday through Friday, or go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. And when you're on that webpage, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. Again, thanks to Jill for being here and thanks to you for listening to Fairfax 50 Plus, which is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County Virginia government.